first off, how dare you? <laughs> and second of all, why am I so right? No, you're sl- you're you're slightly wrong. Why am I so? I right? believe that too. It's okay, Josh. Being wrong is fine. It's it's okay to feel to feel this way. We're not attacking you. You're just wrong. Oh no, I'm saying that you're wrong, Ethan. Okay. Yeah, I'm attacking we'll you, Ethan. No, just <laughs> Attack me. Attack me. We'll see what happens. So welcome to day two of our little draft week. Um, we have running backs today, arguably the most disappointing uh, section of the draft. <laughs> this draft. Yeah. This, yeah. Draft. This draft. But yeah, this year was a little lackluster yeah. when it comes to. Well, well, I think well, it, they were just it, it was just so much talent on it's, defense it's and fits. wide receivers and all of that that they just got washed out. Don't make me bring so. up Bishop Sankey. <laughs> Don't make me bring up Isaiah Pacheco. Pacheco. He's, he's not. He's not bad. okay. Not bad. Not bad. Hold up here. Um, but we are going to be talking about the running backs of the 2022 NFL draft, which, uh, for a devalue position, sure had quite a few of them drafted. Just going to put throw that yeah, out there. Quite a few, but in the late rounds, yeah, definitely in the late yeah. rounds. I think Ethan, you alluded to this, and I think this is absolutely the the main takeaway, especially from this draft class is like fit is King. When yeah. it comes I mean, to I'm so disappointed because there's so much time. I mean, I have my running back notes right here and I have such good things to say about everyone except Damian Pierce. And then I look at the team that they all went to and I'm like, this is such a waste. Oh, it's such a waste of talent. Trust me. If, if you think Damian Pierce is like, the worst when it comes to fits. Trust me, I have a few others that I am questioning. Oh, yeah. Oh, we're we're going to get to it. But, yeah. uh, Ryan, why don't you kick us with running back number one, the first running back taken? Brees Hall to the Jets. Brees Hall. Honestly, Brees. like, I I don't think it's a amazing fit, but I think he yeah. could do some good work there. You know, I, th- I mean, RIP Michael Carter, but. Oh, my gosh. You I know. know. Yeah, no, that uh, I think he could. It it's, may end up turning into a committee back situation there, but I think he could do some work. Well, yeah, I mean, we need to think His about potential it. is high. We need to think about who are the coaches there. Sala, offensive coordinator, Mike LaFleur, who they come yeah. from, the Kyle Shanahan system. Yeah, but you, unlike Kyle Shanahan, you usually never see a running back drafted this high from a regime like that. So this is where it gets very interesting. I think. To me, Brees Hall, what is really good, the only reason I didn't have him as an RB1 for me is I have a I have a big 12 bias um when it comes to okay. when it comes to watching like them go against defenses because literally they all suck. But um <laughs> but over I think Brees Hall had really good like vision and he had um a, like a good burst. It wasn't like home run like ability, but he's a he's a really good do it all back. Yeah, he's an all-around great running back. Like he's not amazing at any yeah. one thing, but he's just he's he can do everything. Yeah. So before I get into what I have to say in my notes about Brees Hall, uh, I'll go over scores. So Ryan scored him at a thirty-seven out of fifty based off of uh, how we rank them, based off of how we see the fit, the impact, their potential, and the value. Um, and then Josh scored him a 37.5 and I scored him a 32. 
Uh, so where did he lose points for you guys? So I'm just kind of going through it. Um, the va- I mean, maybe the value a, li- a little bit because yeah, a little, a little, ju- high. It, yeah, yeah, just a little, little bit. bit. That's just where he lost. Bit. That's where he lost points for me. The was the, the draft selection value. The potential I had as a little down. I I kind of mm. rated that one a little lower just because it is yeah, a I feel like he has system. a high floor. I very mean, high floor. I, I really high floor. I don't know how much better he's going to get because I mean I mean in my notes, you know he's already got the pass catching ability. He already has his style as a runner. He likes to weave like in and out and around the field. Yeah. So it's not like you're really going to develop any specific moves because he's not a juker he's not a you know he he weaves and that's what he does there's not much he so, has to develop yeah i mean there's yeah. not much to develop it's just about the system and how well they can incorporate him in it because i feel like you kind of already have what you have yeah now i, I yeah. do like him i agree i do like him because one of the most important things in the nfl now is contact balance for running backs and I think Brees Hall oh, was one of the better ones. A lot of that. Yeah. I, I mean, he runs through tackles. And I mean, he's not a huge guy. What is, he's 210, I think. I think it was, or 215. So, I mean, he's not a huge, huge guy. But, I, and, I mean, he runs hard and he fights for yards. Even he's though he's not like Algier. Oh, he is 220? Okay. Yeah, 6'1", so, 220. I, he, he's not Good on the size. same level as Algier, who's also 220. But I mean, he he runs hard. Yeah. Oh yeah, and um, it's a big I, thing for running backs. Yeah, he was he was just more elusive in a passing game that I realized. Yeah, because I remember watching oh, yeah, him. Yeah. And I was like, he was good. And then there's a couple plays. I'm like, oh wow, that actually it, it was kind of good for me to kind of take a step back and then watch him again because there's a couple things right. that I just I was like, oh hey, I didn't expect that. Right. Maybe uh, not as good as some of the people we have coming up, but yeah, I definitely liked him catching out of the backfield i think he can be a good change of pace from michael carter i think he's the starter at the moment to be honest with you i think he's the Ah, starter and because i don't know i think he is too because with with my um with Brees hall basically basically there it allows you to do basically everything you want to do so like he you know, like there's some like running backs uh, that when you know you put them in the backfield, you want to do one thing. So, like for example, like Gus Edwards, you know it's a power run. Right. Whereas with Brees Hall, you can kind of hide that a little bit because he he doesn't necessarily have like one elite thing. He has a lot of really good things. Right. Which, funny enough, is kind of like my kind of takeaway of the draft cl- the running back class as a whole there. Um, but and then Michael Carter, he was a little bit leaner, but a lot of like passing work. So that's where I, I feel like Brees Hall definitely in a rookie draft should be considered either at the 101 or definitely first round consideration. Okay. I mean, he's a big question mark for me. I don't know how comfortable I feel with him. I really don't like any of the running backs. In terms I, per, of I would say personally, if you need a running back at and you have 101, I would take Brees Hall, but okay. personally, I think, that, for I think me, I'm looking at receiver. Yeah, at, no, at I, I agree, hundred percent. This is definitely receiver heavy in fantasy drafts. And is it is it um is it Alex with the one on one for us? Uh, yes, I don't I believe know. it is. Let me see. Yep, it's Alex with the one on one. He lost, yeah, because he lost the toilet bowl. Mm. Yep. So, yep, Alex, if you're listening, 
And well, he he has a. You Z, do need a so running Reece back Hall. too. You do need a Reece running Hall. back. Yeah, he does. Reece Hall, Alex, <laughs> throw your one hundred and one away and give me the choice yeah. of whoever I want at wide receiver. Thanks for the one hundred and two, Josh. Um, Reece, you're welcome. Reece I'm, I'm Hall, okay with that trade. I got Lamar, <laughs> and I think there's potential at this next running back. Definitely. Well, uh, one last thing on Brees Hall. The one thing I noticed about him from my film study is watching him in the open field in the second level outrunning people. Not yeah. people don't catch up to him or people, you know, kind of stay like a yard or two away and he just yeah. gets by. No, I'm talking outrunning. Outrun. Yeah, he's not yeah. he's not getting hawked down by anybody, which Finishing I saw with 10, a, 11, know. 12, 15 yards ahead of the entire yeah. defense. So, I mean, you get him into open space, Brees Hall is the guy I would trust to go score out Definitely. of this entire class. And even though that was everyone on, else with the film study Everyone else, the film study, people don't catch up to them, but there is such a dramatic difference between yeah. they don't catch up to you and you're outrunning Running. the entire team. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I agree. I agree. And especially someone who's like consistently like at the same like speed and pace, which right. like Brees Hall is, I think maybe that like 10, 15 yard margin in, in a big from a big 12 defense is probably going to be like five to seven yards. That's still a lot right. of yards there. But, I mean, as an offensive coordinator, you'll take that. I mean, if you can oh, get absolutely. five to seven yards every play. Yeah, oh, give me yeah, that. That's golden. Yeah. That's golden right there. I mean, offensive yeah. coordinators want to get three yards every play. That's the benchmark. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And um, and I, I overall, like, you know, it sounds like that we're kind of, like, trashing on the pick a little bit. But we're really not. We think – Brees Hall is going to be pretty, no. pretty good. Yeah. I think he's a great player. I, it's just I would have loved to see him somewhere else. I agree with that. You know? Yeah. I would have loved to see him in Houston. I would have loved to see him in Atlanta. I would have loved to see him in Minnesota. I don't know. I, just to name a couple of places. I would love to see him in Minnesota. I know you would. <laughs> I know you would. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but let's talk about uh, the next running back. And – Someone who I had as running back one from the get-go. I think he's he's in, uh, incredible. Kenneth Walker III drafted to the mm-hmm. Seattle Seahawks. And I think with this um, this uh, selection, I think him at 41, that's basically where he's kind of been the entire time. Um, yeah. But It was good value. It what, was. Yeah. yeah. It wasn't what, great value. It was an amazing value. It was good. That's where he was. Exactly. Yeah. Um, which um, so that's where like some of the points kind of dropped for me. Um, which shame. we could bring over here. Ryan had a 32 on uh Kenneth Walker, I had a 35.5, and Ethan had a 31. So we were kind of roughly like yeah. the same area. And, and again, it's just the fit. I don't like him yeah. in Seattle because I, I think Penny's going to be your lead back, Chris Carson's going to be your change of back. So where does Walker fit in unless me, he explodes in preseason? Can I have See, a I- I was, gonna, I was gonna have a small counterpoint. Okay. I think this means Carson's done. Like at this so Ryan, I'm sorry. I, I know you yeah. drafted Chris yeah, Carson. I kind of got screwed over. Yeah, that, that's bad yeah, there. And I'm so yeah. sorry for you. And I traded but, him or traded for him. Traded for him. And then with Rashad Penny, uh he's on a one year deal, if I'm not mistaken. He only signed like a one year. So in year two so. and so and so on and so forth, you could potentially be looking at a uh, a situation where it's Kenneth Walker just did. And yeah. that, to me, that was really hard to grade. It's like, well, does Seattle really like Rashad Penny do, or do they want to keep this committee? 
oh mm-hmm. crap, it's not Russell Wilson anymore. And so and so it, it was very weird uh selection right. for me because I, I would have probably gone somewhere else if I was Seattle. Yeah. Yeah, I mean I, I don't really understand what they're doing, but that's kind See, of the curse of the outside. My name is Pete Carroll and I well, run the ball. Yeah. yeah, I I do kind of understand because I've seen some comps of Marshawn Lynch, which of course they're going to go for because it's like Seattle. Kenneth Walker. Yeah, actually, I've seen a lot of comps to to Marshawn Lynch, and I I mean he's just a downhill runner. So yeah, yeah I mean, well, I have him as a as a workhorse back. Yeah, you know, super physical, can handle the load. Yep. Um, I mean, from my film study, he's a natural runner. Uh, another big Very trait. Natural. Oh yeah, a, a big trait in a running back is what they call a, a pick and slide. So basically, what that means is, can you pick a hole and then you know go for it, or can you see the outside and then slide out and and get wide? And mm-hmm. so that's something that's very important with a running back. And I mean, on on the film, that's the first thing you notice of like he just he's just so natural with it. He knows oh, where yeah. he's going. He knows what he needs to do with the football, and he just goes. He doesn't second guess himself. And he's a very like angry runner. Is how oh, yeah. I pick, yeah. I picked and, up and, which is. It's all from his feet too. Yes. Mm-hmm. It's all from his feet, that that anger. Like you can tell a good running back from their feet, whether their style is, like you said, angry, whether it's shifty, whether it's fast, it all comes from the feet. And he has really quick, good footwork. Yeah. And he was, yeah, he, he is, was obviously one of the top running backs. He was a Heisman candidate at Michigan State. Yeah, and he was as he should have been. Yeah, as he should have been. He he was doing this on Big Ten defenses like that. That's impressive. Yeah, I mean, I I loved watching film on Kenneth Walker. Oh, um, it was a fun watch. I mean, yeah, I can't say it enough. He was just physical. He made Michigan State into what they were when they were undefeated. Without Kenneth Walker, they're not undefeated for as long as they were. Yep, hundred mm-hmm. percent agree with you there. So. Love him. Love love the player. Again, I love the player. I just want to see him somewhere else. Yeah. yeah and, I think the and, team fit isn't that great. Yeah, I just think the team's just not there yet to where, like, he may struggle year one, but hopefully year two, year three, he, we're talking about him as a, like, top three round player. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I would love There's to definitely see him potential there. Years, yeah. yeah, being the starter for uh, Seattle. But on to our next running back. And this, uh, any final thoughts? No, I'm ready for the next no, right I'm good. All right, James Cook, right? Mr. Cook himself, Dalvin's younger brother. Um, so the ratings, uh, Ryan gave him a 35. Josh gave him a 41.5. So the highest rated player that we've had so far. Interesting. And then I gave him a 30. Uh, Josh, why did you rate so, Mr. Cook so high? I want to start off with this. I did not expect him to be this high. Honestly, I just kept thinking about the fit and then I was watching him play like I was watching it earlier this morning and I was like, man, I thought Georgia kind of shielded him away. How I originally thought is Georgia. Oh, I wonder why Georgia like shielded him away from like some of the tougher runs or anything like that. And then I kind of watched again today and realized, no, Georgia never really did that. They just knew they had a passing weapon on their hands. Right. And they decided to use that and then spell him with, like, Zamir White. And that's when I realized, oh, no, James Cook really could be a three-down back with elite 
pass catching ability from the backfield. And now you're giving him to Josh Allen and with oh. and you have a running back um like Devin Singletary like he's good but I can see totally see James uh, Cook being the starter from the get-go honestly. Hmm. And so there's definitely potential he, there. So I so I rated him super high. Like obviously, this kicked Zach Moss out the door. Oh, Zach um, Moss has been dead for yeah, he has since like week yeah. nine. Yeah, and so I'm literally looking. I was literally watching James Cook, and I said there could not have been a more perfect team to select James Cook, and that's why yeah, I got I gave him the really high grade. Yeah, yeah team fit, it it works. That's mm-hmm. that's where James that's where James Cooks or Cook is supposed to go. I mean, my gosh, I just don't know if day one, the impact he's, he's going to have impact day one. I mean, that's because my only there question is a too. solid, there is a solid running back there in Devin Singletary who last year at the end of the year really proved that he could do a workhorse back situation. Yeah, I think if, any, if anything, like he will be on the field. Like he, I think mm-hmm. you'll get a lot of reps. I agree. just, it, it, if anything, it'll be past, it'll, it'll be just third and obvious situations yeah. to start off and then we'll see from there. I can totally see the Bills using two running uh two running back system because they are like a similar build and so we yeah. can see that. But his ability to catch the ball from the backfield is unparalleled that I have seen in yeah. a running back in some time. It's it's mm-hmm. the best out of this entire class. Yeah. Absolutely. Like that's his thing is elite catching. I mean what I have for him is just freak athlete. Um, I loved his uh, low center of gravity and his balance. Yep. That was the other thing that jumped out to me. Uh, like you said, elite uh, pass catching ability, very shifty. I mean, he is just yep. Mr. Wiggles. Uh, he's uh, a joystick. His brother, man. Yeah, yeah exactly. No, I, I, he's a little different from Dalvin, I will say. A little, he's a little, little bit Dalvin, more shifty. Dalvin's, Dalvin's a little more bit downhill. Dalvin's yeah. more downhill. Yeah. He's more hard-nosed, um, where his little brother is probably – used to running away from Dalvin and that's why he's so shifty. Um, and then the, the last thing that jumped out from his tape to me was his change of direction. I mean, yes. even on some of the inside runs, just how he can change when the hole is not there to just cut back, cut across the field and make a play. I, I enjoy watching it, his tape. And it was such like powerful, like cut moves to where yeah. it, it like for a moment, I thought it was like, oh, he's a little stiff, but it's not that. It was just so much power coming in from that cut yeah. move going to the, to like to the next lane and yeah. So overall, the only thing, only thing, doesn't fight for yards, so he doesn't have that contact ability. Um, that's the, that's the only thing that kept me from having him as the my highest right. player because and that's how's where, he going like, to develop on first yeah. and second down? Is my thing. yeah exactly that that so that's where I feel like I mean. I kind of had that issue with Dalvin Cook to kind of start off with, like when when he was coming into the league, and obviously Dalvin Cook has kind of like answered that. And I think James Cook can basically answer that as well. Yeah, he yeah. can. Overcome. Oh yeah, I think he can as well. I just need to see it before my yeah. my grade. I'm very low balling these grades because there's so many questions with these. Other than like the wide receivers, there's so many questions with all these draft picks. Yeah, and I just need to see it. I, I get or I buy in. So, but I, I loved uh, James Cook. I really did. He he was great. I, his tape was great. The I mean the the uh, where he was at in Georgia was just kind of difficult, you know, because it's it's Georgia. They do run the football a lot, but having him in Zamir White was just kind of 
and all the Georgia running backs before him too was just kind of, you know, it is what it is. But I loved his tape. Yeah, and I, I think that's the other thing that I thought about is while Georgia does run the ball a lot, it's a very simple offense. Oh, yeah. It's is simple just, inside zone. Yeah, it's like inside zone, dive, power, yeah. and it's – and like counter once in a while trap. And so it's yeah. Mix it up and do a sweep or a pitch. Yeah. And so there's like, so I'm also thinking Play about action. like, man, he's kind of put in situations that doesn't necessarily help. Yeah. And lots of screens too. Lots of screens. And that's where I, that's where I see that he can be used quite a bit. Yeah. I think he's going to be great in the NFL. Um, I think the fit is good in Buffalo, but I I'm ready to see it in preseason. So prove me wrong. James nope. Cook. Yep. And now for the next running back, which to be honest with you, I did again, another running back. I did not expect to grade so high is Rashad white from Arizona state being selected 91st overall to Tampa Bay. Yeah. I didn't like him until I watched the tape. That's exactly my like thought as well. So Ryan gave him a 29. I gave him a 34.75 and Ethan with another uh, 30. Uh, So Ethan bring up Rashad white. Yeah, so Rashad White is from Arizona. Um, Arizona State. Kind of Arizona, okay, Arizona State. Same. The state of Arizona. That's where we played college in Arizona. Um, the things I liked about him, I loved uh, I loved his catching ability. He's right behind James Cook. Um, speed was was the other thing. I believe he's the fastest in this class, he, if I'm not mistaken, at 4 at four four one. Uh, I think was one fastest. was faster. Oh, yeah. Was there? Okay, he was either first or second. But that's the thing you see on tape is how fast he is. I mean, his screens and catching ability was just, yeah, ridiculous. I loved his tape as well. Um, footwork for him was the other thing that jumped off uh, the, the tape for me. Uh, and I love him as a change of pace back. I, I think he's yeah. going to be uh, a change of pace. I think he's going to be third down, kind of like James Cook. Um, and that's really where I see him fitting in in the NFL. He said, "Oh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go and take the starting job in Tampa Bay." Yeah, no, uh, I love no. you. I love your personality. I loved his interviews and stuff, but he's not gonna take but, over in Tampa Bay. He's not gonna take over from Fournette, but yeah, I see, mean, that's one of my concerns. Is you know, he's not gonna be well because Tampa Bay big day run. one. Yeah. yeah, it's not going to be a big day one impact for him. Yeah. He's going to have to learn that offense. He's going to have to take some time. He's, right. very, so. he's very much a, a mid round, I think, swing. If you're looking within like tenth, yeah. eleventh round in a like a regular draft, just because he is going to be that backup, you do want the Leonard Fournette insurance. Right. Um, but he, I think what we're saying is, if Leonard Fournette gets hurt, he can, he can basically. He'd be more than capable to fill the shoes. Yeah. Yeah. They would have to change up the system a little bit for him because you can't power run with Rashad White. But, you know, I, I think he'll be okay. Yeah. That one I feel like may take some time. Just, I think he can do it. Like, I, I see the ability that, that he's able to pull that off. But, yeah. um, but he's definitely going to be a spell back. Uh, definitely a change yeah. of pace there. But over, I thought. Like the values, kind of where I thought he would be as well. Um, yeah. I, I like what we said before. Way better when it when I sat down and watch. 
Yeah, I, I, I agree. I think the scouting department did a good job. Um, you know, that's, that's where I expected him to go after kind of seeing the tape. Uh, good luck to him in Tampa Bay. I hate Tampa Bay. I'm a Falcons fan in case uh, that, that's not clear. So I hope he crashes and burns respectfully. Six weeks ago, weren't you like yeah. a, uh, weren't you a Saints fan? <laughs> no. When did we, that happen? We had it in a pre- we had it in a previous episode, and we were just messing with you. It's like Ethan, the Saints fan, <laughs> blasphemy. Um. So the next running back is uh, Tyrion Davis Price from LSU, selected to San Francisco, and I know a lot of people kind of turn heads on this pick, but it's not as bad as I think everyone made it out to be. I mean, they had a lot of injuries at the running back position. So having insurance and a guy who had decent production and decent traits, you know, I I don't think it's a bad pick, especially when you have that many injuries. It's not a bad pick, but there is certainly one running back I wish they would have taken. Who's that? I wish they took Pierre Strong. Okay. That's I actually where... like that fit. Yeah. Yeah. I that would ca- fit pretty well. I was like, that's, it's like, a more durable Mozart, pretty much. Yeah. But um, yeah. I mean, I don't mind uh, Tyrion Davis Price, but no, I don't mind him at all. I think, I think in in terms of fantasy, he's in uh, running back purgatory. Yeah. Um, but because you still got Elijah Mitchell, you still got uh, Trey Sermon if uh, anyone, anyone can find him, and then um, you still have J. Michael Hasty. Uh, I mean, but we all know Kyle Shanahan systems they will use their running backs accordingly. So right. in fantasy, I would avoid unless you, he becomes the clear-cut top dog like a Devonta Freeman was and when Kyle Shanahan was in Atlanta. Right. Yeah, I wouldn't worry about drafting him yet. Yeah, uh, he's kind of a wait-and-see for me. I wouldn't draft him. I wouldn't stash him. I'd just kind of put him on your little watch list. If <laughs> yeah. you have that ability – through whatever system. Yeah. If you have Sleeper, honestly, this... you can put whoever you want on a watch list. So true. Gonna go yeah. ahead and plug uh, Sleeper again. Please sponsor us. <laughs> but honestly, like any any of these running backs, you know, from the third round on. Yeah, kind of. A, it, uh, you, yeah, just watch them. And I, I think... mean, there's there are going to be some that may have day one impact, but it'll be minimal. A lot of roles, I would say. Yeah, a, right. lot, a lot of roles. Um, there and there's really only two that are really going to be day one backs in my opinion. Uh, which do do we want to kind of just screw how they got picked and kind of talk about those two backs? Yeah. yeah, let's go ahead. Go ahead, Josh. Okay, so I mean, let's talk about the first one because I know Ethan's been wanting to talk about him. Is <laughs> Tyler Algier the other running back that I would mention as a potential day one impact for sure? To me, is uh, after Bruce. Uh, is Damian Pierce, but the only reason there is because yeah. Marlon Mack is. All right, who you yeah. want to talk about? He's up there. Let's go, Damian. Let's go, Damian Pierce. Let's go, Damian Pierce. So for me, I mean, I had him as a thirty-one point two five. Ethan had, uh, had him at twenty-nine. Ryan had thirty. I think, given the running back room right now, Damian Pierce should be one you'd be looking at because he can basically immediately become the starter, and then your spellback's yep. going to be Rex Head. Um, yeah, but why is that? Rex it's because Rex Head is 32, going on 33, and Marlon yeah. Mack 
his ACL Achilles uh, repair and Achilles and yeah, he's a six million dollar man. But but just the, on this, the lo- this is what sucks. All right, let me tell you about Damian Pierce. Okay, Damian Pierce is just average. That that is why I don't like him. Why all do you of, say that? All of his traits are average. I mean, he doesn't have all elite, his traits. He doesn't have elite vision. He doesn't have elite pass catching. He doesn't have elite balance. He doesn't have elite speed. He doesn't mm-hmm. have elite break how can tackling you say ability. How yes. can you everything say that? about this dude... running back, everything about Damian Pierce is average. In now, there's nothing wrong career. with that. There's nothing wrong with that. Career. Guess how many he doesn't, games? He doesn't even have elite or good production. Okay. All right. So, yeah, he doesn't have good production because he was part of a committee back situation in Florida. And with you know what he so why is that no because you know what he averaged player you know what he averaged hmm. no it's because the Florida system is messed up but you know what he averaged five point five yards per carry and he in the SEC. and that was only having five games in his entire career over ten carries because he, of. Florida. Look, he was highly underused. I totally disagree with you about like the contact balance and break tackles. He is the most violent runner in this draft. And that goes into, into account because he sets the tone. Like if you think about with Houston, you got Davis Mills, you have Brandon Cooks, you have Nico Collins, and um and uh they I think they have another no they don't um but they have like they drafted Kenyon green and so like he is a he is a good fit he's going to start i think yeah he's going to start do i think he's going to be like the home run hitter the three down back like a kenneth walker or Brees hall no but combined with a rec said who can fill in all like the passing work he can more than enough handle inside zone powers or anything like that yeah he is he is a very good the, the player, fit the fit is good. Let me tell you what what you see on tape. What you see on tape is this. He's lacking in patience and vision. And, I, and this is just watch the tape. You'll see it. I promise you. I blame he does have good player. footwork. He's also lacking in experience. That's that's yeah. the other thing. It's so like you he put has him no on the field. You put him on the field. And we'll see. And we'll he'll see. work. Maybe for it is yeah. just more reps. But I'm talking about right now. Day one is where he lost points for me, right? So you see the patience and vision as a pro- as a problem. You you do see good footwork. Um, you see shifty for how big he is. Like he's surprisingly mixy for being a big running back. Um, he drags tacklers and he has good burst. He doesn't have good speed. He has good initial burst. Yes, I agree. Uh, I would agree with that. And and that's what I at least saw on film. But nothing jumps out. Nothing is elite. Nothing is number, like, you know, like we said, James Cook, nothing. Oh, we just lost them. See, that, and that's 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 fate telling you that you're completely wrong about Damian Pierce. <laughs> yeah, yeah, fate killing my mic. No, I, I just don't like Damian Pierce day one. Yeah, that's my only I, thing. I understand that. You are entitled to your yeah. Yeah, I, I get that. You're sentiment. entitled to your opinions. It's, it's just when you look at that Houston depth chart, is I where I go. I'm, oh I no, to me, it's not so much whether like, oh, he's so good, he's going to be the day one starter. It is right. everyone else is so bad, he is the day one starter. But we're also talking, well, about and also there's right? there's so many question marks surrounding him. He had 
good production when he had the ball, yeah. but he just never had the chance to but actually. I also, I also kind of have to blame work. Florida on that. Like they had yeah. like quarterback was kind of a little bit, little bit weird. Anthony Richardson, I believe it's Anthony Richardson. I might be wrong on that, but um, there was just a lot of turnover from the past couple of years. Like, I mean, if you look at like who's come up from Florida, like Kyle Pitts and Kadarius Tony, Van Jefferson, right. and there's Tyree Cleveland, uh, Stone Forsythe, and there, there's been there was just a lot of turnover where I think there just may have been a lot of inexperience on tape. Don't forget about Kyle Trask. Uh, yeah, yeah, Kyle Trask. Um, but. <laughs> But I, I don't know. I, I, I do think you're right. He he will more than likely end up being the starter. It's just there's so many things that he needs to develop. Now, yeah. I, I don't even know if he has I, that potential I'm, because you, you haven't seen enough tape on him. I think, and I, I completely agree. I have, I get and that's, that. where, that's where preseason comes in. We get to actually see him on the field. But if he does win over that, that starting position – I mean, what's his competition there? Yeah, I like think... said, don't don't you ever disrespect that man. He got me to the fantasy playoffs. Look, is old it, man Rexhead. Is it team Rexhead? I man, when I was watching Damian Pierce, so I kept thinking of Lendale White. Okay, and it was like he's just a power back that he like yeah. he will get the tough yards to keep the drive alive, but he's well, yeah, not I mean, that's one to wear. On, yeah, on tape, you know. Like on tape, he is dragging people. I just think there's a, good there's, a, there's a value in that, especially when Houston will probably be struggling to get yards. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, we'll, we'll see. Um, I want to talk about the other day one running back that was selected really late, however. And, okay. and I will tell you right now, this is where I love doing our big board so late. And it's okay. because we get to observe, like, all the running backs, uh, we take a little bit more time to like think about them, and then we also combine that with where they got selected and all the moves after the draft. Right. So for us, for Tyler Algier, he's going to be super high on our list right. um, within the big board. I have him as a 37.75, and then Ethan and Ryan have him at 35, but... um. I would say, like, one, funny enough, Tyler Algier is Mike Davis to me. As far as a player comp, I was like, oh, you just got a better version of Mike Davis right now. But make no mistake, though, that's not in, that's not an indictment of Tyler Algier. It, great, I think, good contact balance. He will hustle. like, uh, And I, th- I thought he was a good yeah, player just, with a great He's fit. dominant. He's a very physical back. And he, he's he was a great compliment one of the to Cordero. Dominant yeah. running backs in college football. And I mean, his production shows that he averaged 7.5 yards per carry. He had 1,100 rushing yards. He had 21 rushes over 15 yards. That's how dominant he is as a yep. runner. I mean, that's, that, that's a good number. The only thing is, you haven't seen that production because they transitioned him from linebacker. <laughs> but that's still a plus for me because that tells me he understands defenses too. And he so also has room to grow too. Oh, there. he has so much room to grow. I mean, I think his potential is up there. If not number one, it's top three highest potentials of all of the running backs in this class. My only issue that I had with him, and honestly, it, it's starting to become less of an issue to me, is just the, he gets he gets caught sometimes. Yeah, I mean, it depends on the player. Like, 
they they say that about the competition, you know, and that, that might have some water. He was at BYU. So maybe the competition wasn't as good and it might be different at the NFL level. I mean, it will be different, but you're literally talking about a guy who transitioned from linebacker to running back. Right. And so dominated. That, and dominated. And that's so that's where yeah. it's like, oh man, yeah. He's a way different fifth uh fifth round pick to me than like other fifth round picks just because it's like yeah. man you really don't know what else there is there. Yeah. And I mean he looks like a running back and he, he has he so does. much natural ability like his He looks his like Mike vision, Davis. Yeah. <laughs> I mean but so much better than Mike Davis I agree. his his vision is above average i would say yeah. his lateral movement yeah. is above average you know he runs north south he can catch the ball i don't know yeah. why he was a linebacker but he can catch the football trust me yeah, yeah. he, he is, just doesn't have eye popping you know speed yeah. or anything yeah he is such is a feet. he is such a yeah. great fit for this arthur smith offense if yeah. arthur smith develops his footwork I see him as a running back one, a strong running back. I, you, you know what? Like, and yeah. I know, you, and usually, like with Atlanta players, I, I was like, all right, Ethan might be hyping him up too much. But then I looked, I was like, no, I think he could Take definitely, he can be a low end running back one. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, the other thing that jumped out to me from my notes on tape was his, his cutting ability. He just has a natural sense for when to make cuts and he makes hard, strong cuts and just leaves people on, on their butts. Like he, he was awesome. I loved watching him on tape at BYU. I didn't watch a ton of BYU games cause you know, bring him young, but uh, I, I loved watching his tape. Yeah. I thought he was out. It's a great pick for Atlanta at 151. And literally as soon as they got him, they cut Mike Davis. So that should tell yeah. you all that you need to know. Oh yeah. Um. Yeah, I, there's really nothing much else to say, but those are definitely a lot of the day one backs that we think will have like a major impact. Are there any other running backs on this list who you're like, hey, this is a very sneaky fantasy option? Shoot. To me, it's Pierre Strong, and I'll marry yeah. I'll I'll marry yeah. this with the Cole Strange pick. Because since Cole Strange is such a good zone blocker to where it, he can be plug-and-play right now, to where it's, I think I see New England trying to transition more to that Shanahan <clears throat> mode of outside zone. And that's where I see Pierre Strong. And of all the running backs here, he's the only one on that team that has home run ability. Yeah, I, I agree. Uh, I mean, just from what I saw on tape, I loved his ability to read blocks. Um, I, I think that was one of his strongest things. I mean, it was only at South Dakota State, but, you know, being able to read blocks is not just something that comes natural. Like that, that is translates. Great. Yeah, that, that's something that translates, especially in the NFL. I mean, he's big. He's north-south. Uh, he's my sleeper, personally, uh, out of all of them. Like he is, he could be so special. I mean, I could see him as like a James Robinson type player. Well, I think well, I I don't think he has the power of like James Robinson, but yeah. like he but he is a one cut north south dude and once he hits second level, it's he's gone. Like you you, uh, you we talked about like outrunning people. He was outrunning people um at the FCS level. And it, it would be like 20 yards like plus or something like that, but I I think he can be really good. 
Um, any other uh, running backs, you guys? Uh, that, no, that's all really. I had for me. Um, I mean, I like I. I mean, we can kind of go through the list who we didn't talk about. Brian Robinson, um, good player, bad fit in my opinion. Just just yeah. because. R.I.P. to Washington. R.I.P. to Antonio Gibson as well. Um, nah, you know, I guess let's see. Uh, let's see. Houston Texans has Damian Pierce. The Raiders took Zamir White, James Cook's uh, teammate. Oh, I think yeah, is no. good. He will be the starter next year. Yes, because they're Josh not going to pick up Josh Jacobs. No, yep, Josh Jacobs. They well, they didn't pick up his option. To me, that's telling. Like that's where it's uh, like, oh, if you're not going to pick up his option, don't ask me where Josh Jacobs is going to go. But he's going to go somewhere. He will go somewhere. Um, Isaiah Spiller, I'm not high on whatsoever. Um, let's see, Pierre. There's Pierre Strong. Hassan Haskins, I like that he's a power back, but he yeah, very he strong, fits. Very physical. Yeah, he fits a very specific role. Um, there's Algier, Snoop Connor. All right, all right. I can't, I wanted to bring this up. Uh, Snoop Connor upsets me because it's James Robinson. Like he plays exactly like James Robinson, and well, I'm upset about that. I, yeah, I've been kind of hearing through the grapevine about him. Like he's he's just a filler until Robinson's healthy because he's been dealing with some. Don't, don't forget about ET, Rob, buddy. Rob, Robinson has no, the well, he's he's there to help fill in for Robinson's role because ETN yeah. has a whole different whole yeah. different thing going on. ETN has a whole different skill set, but then now you have Snoop Connor and Robinson. Yeah. And to me, that kind of just says Robinson's out the door, and which I hope he goes to a different team. There's a definite because he, he because Robinson has earned uh, has earned a career in the NFL. Um, I just don't know with injury history but other than that that's where it gets interesting. i mean production i love james robinson yeah yeah um let's think what else uh really the last couple of ones uh jerome ford i basically i was like oh this is kareem hunt's replacement like to me he yeah, played exactly like it and then kyron williams to the rams good spell back for cam makers um one that i really liked which i don't think cam makers is going to end up being the starter for that Rams team. Who do you think will be the starter? Because Michelle's on the Dolphins. Yeah. Like, now we run into a point of who else is there. I don't know. I don't think it's going to be Akers. I don't know if they're going to bring somebody in or, or what they're going to do, but I don't think it's going to be Akers. I... Now, granted, it was really early on when Akers came back in the playoffs, but I didn't, I didn't like him. I think he'll be a whole lot better because that, that like, what he did was insane. Um, but I mean, now it he could has be a Henderson. It oh, could it could be. But Henderson gets hurt though. And that he one, didn't this last. He was gone for one game or two games. No, it was, it was one that. game. I think it's one game, and then the second game, they were worried about bringing him back, and they just let Michelle ride it out. Yeah. And then Michelle just took his job after the second week. Basically. It's going to be Jake Funk. That's who it's going to be. Yep, it'll definitely be Jake Funk. <laughs> um, uh, the one last person I want to bring up before we do our uh, our famous Ty game, Chandler. Ty Chandler. Um, way be- Again, way better than I realized. I think he has a completely like different skill set compared to uh, – Dalvin Cook and uh, Alexander Madison. And I think he's definitely not just there for depth. 
And I really, really like him. And that could be a late round steal, especially in the Keeper of Dynasty League, for you to watch out for. Yeah, I like Ty Chandler's skill set. Uh, I think being in Minnesota is going to be interesting. I don't know how it's going to work out with Madison being there. But, um, I mean, I like the player. I like the player. I like the skill set. I like the potential. Resident Vikings fan? Yeah, Resident Vikings fan. What are your thoughts? He's trying. I don't know. I was kind of low on him because I I honestly think that Madison is the the heir to Dalvin Cook. Mm -hmm. So bringing in Ty Chandler is a good – it's good competition for him. So I honestly don't know how it's going to go. But if if he proves his his worth, because like Madison already has a very solid part in that offense, right? So seeing Ty Chandler come in, he may may up his game. Who knows? So I think it's a good addition. Yeah. Well, in that case, guys, I think those are the running backs. Those. Yep. But now let's go, Tyler Algier. <laughs> All right, so Ethan, you, it is time for bus sleeper and lock of yeah. the running backs of the 2022 NFL draft. Guys, who is your bust in this class? Rashad White. Oh, okay. Rashad White is my bust. Unfortunately, not because I dislike him. It's mostly because I dislike the Buccaneers, but also I know he's not going to take over for Fournette. And yeah. they have uh they have the guy who filled in for Rojo when he was injured. Uh and he had that crazy game. Oh gosh. Keyshawn Vaughn? Yep, Keyshawn I'm gonna, Vaughn. I'm gonna second. They already that. have Keyshawn Vaughn, which is basically yeah. Rashad White, except he knows the system. I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna double down on that. So I'm I agree gonna, with Keith. I'm gonna say the, the 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 running back drafted right after him. And actually no five picks after him. I'm gonna go Brian Robinson. <laughs> He, I think you'll have a lo- I think you'll have a long career, but as far as like fantasy impact, I think it's more uh, as He's a streaming option. Yeah. yeah, more of a streaming option, and especially in the situation he is right now, don't necessarily see a good role for him considering McKissick's back, Gibson's back, or unless Gibson is not the person we all think he's going to be, that's where things get interesting. So I'll, I'll say it's going to be uh, um, Brian Robinson. No, and that, that's fair, and I think. With Gibson, people need to – I think they need to give him just a little bit more credit. Because, I mean, if you just look at the potential there with Gibson, like, I mean, he doesn't have the injury history. He doesn't have the wear and tear on his body. Like, there is so much there with Gibson. Yeah, there is so that's much. that's why I agree that Brian will be a bust. But Yeah, there's so much there that I don't trust Scott Turner to use. Yeah, no, yeah. that's fair. And this, and you know, they could prove us wrong this season. This could be the season where Washington finally gets it together. And you know, and that's something I do want to say, like more than anything, it, whether we like or like, hey, we don't like the pick or the fit or anything like that. We really do all hope these players succeed. We really oh, hope we're wrong. Yeah. This is the only part of it that we just we're, we we really don't know. Hope it's we're not like we, yeah, it's not like we know any of these people to where we'd be like, oh, I hate this guy, you know. Like, that's that's just not what we do, and that's not who we are as people either. But um, Ryan, what is what is your sleeper? Oh shoot, I'm gonna have to go with Damian Pierce. I think he's a sleeper. Ooh, I really do. I don't think he's gonna be like amazing, but 
I think he's going to be amazing for Houston. I think he's probably going to be flex potential, possibly an RB2. Okay. So a low end RB2. Okay. I like like that. Yeah. I'm going to hold on to the Algier Hope for my sleeper. (laughs) Of course. You're counting him as a sleeper. Interesting. Yeah. I I want him to be a sleeper um, because he just has so much room to grow. Yeah. So I, I hope he grows into what we think he can be. So I, so I thought you were going to have him as a lock. Very interesting. But no. um, for me, Pierre Strong, uh, I think he is yeah, such like a, a different player than what typically New England drafts. And I think that shows you that there is going to be a, a pretty wide uh, shift in schematics, uh, especially since McDaniels is in there, but uh, Bill is there. Uh, but he is the only home run threat on that running back core. And I can see him being on the field sooner than later, considering Damian Harris is on the last year of his de- deal. James White's coming off injury. You have Ramondre, but he's completely different player uh, compared to uh, Pierre Strong. So yeah, give me yeah. some Pierre Strong. I like it. So what's your lock, Josh? We'll, we'll just stay with you. I already know what it is. Yeah, just give me James Cook. <laughs> that to, to me, like especially just watching it, the fit makes too much sense. The player is already really good to begin with. I am really excited to see where it goes from there. Okay. Ryan. Dude, this is the hardest one for me. I'm I'm split. I want to say James split. Cook. I want to say James Cook. No. But I no. also want to say Kenneth Walker. I okay. think I, I think I he's a lock. It. I respect it because I think I think Seattle's got something going with him. So I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and do Kenneth Walker. All right, I will go I, the last second round running back, Brees Hall, just because he's the most likely to see the field out of all of them. <laughs> so I, I mean, you just can't question that he's he's the best running back yeah. from the class, uh, talent wise and floor wise. He's gonna see the field. He's gonna play. We don't know how much or in what role, whether he's a starter or not, but he's going to see the field. And so he's got to be your lock. Now he could suck. Yeah. He could, he could come in and play and suck. That's totally too, but he's going to play day one. Yeah. He'll play day one. You have Michael Carter there. If things go South for even a little bit, right. but yeah. I think definitely by the bye week, we're talking about Brees Hall as a top, uh, a, top two round pick going into next year and as a keeper option. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Well, guys, that is all the running backs. That is the running backs. Welcome to the end of day two of rookie week. And uh, honestly, again, we went through quarterbacks. Now we're going through running backs. Uh, Don't forget each day this week, you're going to see another position. So I know, I believe next week we're going either receivers or oh my, it's it's one of those. Um, yes, we're going we, receivers. yeah, we're going with receivers, and yes, we do include O line, not in the receivers, but within our overall big board, uh, culminating into uh, basically you're going to be able to see us create that big board on the very last day. Um, yep. But don't forget. Uh, hit up our socials on not only on Sleeper, but Twitter uh, and IG, Last Place Fantasy Podcast. Uh, I am Josh, that is Ethan, and that is Ryan, and we will see y'all next week. Yes, and and before we go, 
Just remember, sometimes you're right and sometimes you're Ryan. Have a good day, everyone. Because I'm always right. What a proverb. <laughs>